It's about 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Gray Matters is the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And uh, quite an eventful week. I've been in New York for the last couple of weeks. And it's very strange. I'll just make a very brief comment about this. You know, right before I left, New York uh, scored the... uh, Half the Amazon uh, East Coast headquarter thing. Oh, distribution hub, yeah. Amazon had this gigantic contest. Uh, Detroit submitted a an entry form, so to speak, and were denied mainly because of the lack of mass transit in the Detroit metro area. Uh, I wasn't surprised, by the way, that it went to the East Coast because Washington, Virginia area, and New York are on the Atlantic seaboard. But the complaints in New York about this thing, it was just amazing. It's all about gentrification and displacing people. And these jobs are going to be taken by outsiders, which I don't think there's any evidence of that. Um, So it was kind of strange because while I'm in New York, of course, General Motors announced that they're making some job cuts. And... uh, Several plant closures, even. Trump was angry. Uh, General Motors, just for the record did pay back the uh, uh, the U.S. government. So, yes, they were bailed out, but unlike Donald Trump, uh, they paid the money back. So I don't think Donald Trump's got a leg to stand on on the GM thing. And, hey, it's not GM's fault that people are not buying cruises, you know, the small car. This has been part of the changing market uh, situation in the United States with uh, passenger cars and consumer choices. I happen to disagree, by the way, with these consumer choices. I think they're short-sighted. I think it's troubling when you hear that Jeep is going to build a seven-passenger humongous piece of machinery. And this, of course, is all premised on the gas prices that uh, at the moment have gone down, but have gone down not in response really to global energy policy or coordination, but more towards... Uh, fear of a new recession, uh, fear, you know, uh, problems with the trade war with China that's uh, starting to doom. It also seems bizarre that the industry is sort of uh, shrugging its shoulders and saying, well, I guess this is what the market is forcing us into when the unspoken part of that picture, the bigger picture is with the rise of these ride sharing service things and the degree to which let's call them millennials for lack of a more realistic term, um, are not people who are buying cars or owning homes. Even, um, the likelihood that more people will buy bigger cars 
seems like a stretch to me. Uh, I don't really understand that. I mean, yeah. lots well, of people aren't going to be buying cars at all anymore. Yeah. And, of course, the irony is that New York City has had a lot, and, and even on this trip, lots of discussions about the problem of the ride-sharing services, mm-hmm. creating more and more congestion. Yep. It's harder to even get anywhere in New York in a car, period. The cabs are disappearing, and the Uber uh, Lyft people are gaining market share, but New York is uh, actually taking regulatory steps to limit that because they're getting so many complaints about the... Uh, congestion that's been getting worse and worse as the number of cars go uh, up and up. And then, interestingly, um, New York City is going to start charging a um, access fee um, to at the start of the new year to create incentives to uh, reduce traffic. We'll see how that works. Anyway, it's interesting how Cuomo, both Cuomo and de Blasio, Mayor de Blasio, have been on the hot seat uh, the last couple of weeks, mainly with complaints about scoring 25,000 jobs from Amazon. Now, I have problems, by the way, with what Amazon did. Uh, The sort of the inside backstory is that Amazon basically collected data on every major urban metropolitan area in the United States because these negotiations were held in secret, did involve, in some cases, tax cuts. Cuomo points out, uh, well, they're not getting a tax cut or a tax incentive. They're paying taxes that wouldn't otherwise exist, and we're giving them a little break, provided they do X, Y, Z. So we'll see what happens, but uh, very interesting contrast and economic uh, perspective. Um, Well, I would say Friday was one of Donald Trump's uh, worst days of his presidency. He uh, claims he's been totally cleared. Exonerated. Nothing to see here, people. No collusion. (laughs) Uh, He essentially was the unindicted co-conspirator. Well, I love his new name. Individual One. Yes. Um. I guess probably gambling pools are already being set up in various workplace locales uh, on the question of when will individual one become subject one? Yeah. Well, and also he's also known by as and by, Lord. David Dennison. Yeah. Uh, one of the agreements that he signed to funnel money, uh, not to the Russians, but uh, to basically Pay bribery. I mean, it's basically mm-hmm. bribery. It's hush money. Hush money. I mean, can you imagine any other situation in American history where either a president or a presidential candidate would get away with anything like this? This is incredible. No uh, complaints from the religious right, I might add. I mean, the name is Pecker, David Pecker. Not to be confused with James Bond. He's the one that paid off. The silence of the Playboy model. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of course, all of his secret <clears throat> safe documents are probably now in investigators' hands. Yeah, and he's co- cooperating mm-hmm. with the uh, special prosecutor. Of course, more and more uh, systematic uh, efforts by Mr. Trump to undermine the credibility of Robert Mueller. But I don't think that's working. 
And it's so bizarre that Trump would then begin to tweet about Comey's testimony. He gave closed door testimony. Republicans wanted him back one more time to go over the Hillary matter. Yeah. And then, of course, there he was asked a bunch of intriguing questions in response to Trump's claim that he had hundreds of pictures of uh, Comey hugging uh, Robert Mueller. So he was asked, I mean, this is really weird. This is like one of those old tweets that Trump had floating around. You know how he goes on these tirades on the weekend? He had all kinds of subject material this weekend. He was even. It was a busy tweetscape, yeah. He was even talking about the French uh, protests that this. Proved... Oh, the, 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 the yellow vest <laughs> protesters are chanting, we want Trump. Yeah. I doubt that very much. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe a few of them. Uh, I don't know how that would. Well, the ones who have probably been uh, instigated to uh, their uh, street action and violence by perhaps Russian bots. Yeah. Well, there's there's a very real likelihood of at least traces of that. Traces of it. And of course, you know, what what is getting lost in this whole thing? I mean, forget about the global warming angle. I think that's relatively minor. But uh, gas taxes are used in Europe. in all countries to pay for health care <laughs> that it goes into the general fund and mass transit and mass transit and, and roads. Yeah. And that's how things are financed in the United States. We uh, pretend that the roads don't need to be fixed. And, you know, other than about a half dozen cities. And interestingly, by the way, this is this is where all the jobs are being created in America. You know, it's it's Washington, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago, Seattle, Minneapolis, L.A., San Francisco, some Texas cities. This is where the economy is growing. So the rural economy in America that Trump is trying to make great again is actually getting clobbered. Uh, the tariffs are a total disaster. And, yeah, there probably need to be some... Uh, examinations of the fairness of regressive taxes like fuel taxes. Uh, This hurts rural people uh, more than urban people because they have to... Greater distances, more driving. Yeah, drive more. So you could could fashion some some compensation uh, to alleviate that problem. But I, I don't think Americans should be confused about what these taxes are really all about. Uh, this is basically this money goes into the general fund, and it's used to dissuade consumers from buying big cars, trucks, pickup trucks, whatever. Of course, in a lot of European cities, you wouldn't be able to get around with a big vehicle. <laughs> the streets are too narrow. So, um. Yeah, the last time I was in the Netherlands, which is quite some time ago now, we were shocked how many large American Mondo Bronco-style vehicles were driving around the Netherlands, a very small country with very narrow streets, mm-hmm. old streets, um, not very practical. But they would take up the whole road. I yeah. guess I guess if you can make them into one ways, it, it, it works. But, uh, you know, obviously Macron... Is somewhat tone deaf at times, but uh, I think that this uh, these protests have 
built up over time. In fact, I read a very interesting piece about six months ago about all these mayors in France in these small villages that are quitting because they just can't deal with all the problems. They don't have any revenue. Um, uh, the village shops are closing. People are leaving. And, of course, France, like many, many countries on uh, the globe, an incredible percentage of people live in the Paris metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. Um, Marseille is a, a rather large place as well. But like London, where 20 percent of the people live, um, you have a complete dichotomy in the voting. And we've seen this with the Brexit yep. disaster with uh, Theresa May. Uh, Trump's advice to her, by the way, allegedly over the summer, was sue the EU. <laughs> For what? Um, I find what's... And, you know, the, the Brexit vote, by the way, has been postponed. So who knows what's going to happen with that. Um I'm confused by the whole thing. The The British Parliament is under no obligation to pass a Brexit bill. They don't have the referendum in Great Britain. Parliament's supposed to do their job. So they can vote no. But there's this weird stiff upper lip thing about the British and we have to follow through with this one way or another. Even though there was immediate... Uh, buyer's remorse, shall yeah. we say, uh, the, like the day after, like, oh, whoops, wait a minute. No, this is a bad idea, right? Yeah. Oh, shoot, what do we do here? Just uh... And let's remember that the orchestrators of the Brexit were uh, Nick Farage, uh, Rupert Murdoch, and Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. They were the stars of that uh, political disinformation campaign. Uh, Nick Farage, by the way, was the first foreign visitor to uh, Trump Towers during the transition. All three notorious self-promoters. And Nick Farage isn't even in the government, so why Trump would be patting him on the back, uh, it's fairly obvious, but (laughs) quite quite strange. Um, Dumb as a rock. Dumb as a rock. Rex Tillerson, according to Donald Trump. Goes on and on. I guess he was fighting with George Conway all week. It's uh, and then of course the maybe one of the big shockers, William Barr being named Attorney General. Well, now he was Senate confirmed, you know, thirty odd years ago, yeah. forty years ago. He'll have to be Senate confirmed again, correct? He will, and obviously with the Republicans controlling the Senate, that won't be difficult, but uh, it's interesting. It will prevent a platform for some very interesting questioning, though. Oh, yeah, and and there are a lot of things that went unmentioned over the weekend about William Barr's history. just want to, you know, they focused a little bit on his viewpoints of executive power and uh, the Russian investigation in particular. He was, of course, Attorney General uh, under H.W. Bush after... After Thornburg. Thornburg. Thornburg uh, was the first attorney general. But what was interesting about William Barr's tenure as attorney general was that he participated in the uh, pardon Mm cover-up of the Iran-Contra affair. He orchestrated the uh, Casper Weinberger and all the other Iran-Contra defendants who potentially could have implicated H.W. Bush. Uh, We heard a lot over the last week couple of weeks about H.W. Bush. Um, 
I guess I'm not going to bother at the moment to <laughs> go over some of the problems that I had with some of the uh, hagiography hi- mm-hmm. about him. Uh, I do think he was an honorable American. He served his country. Uh, he had a diplomatic style that uh, uh, is is the way presidents should operate. Calm, well, I, you professional. Know, right. Just briefly to touch on that, uh, although the war in Iraq over Kuwait was a blunder that could have been avoided, I, I did give him credit for actually assembling a legitimate, actual, bona fide coalition. Yeah, he went through the U.N., uh, legally, um, he convinced James Baker, by the way, one of the better secretaries of state of the 20th century. Well, I will actually give Bush credit for that. James Baker. Well, the Oslo Accords. Uh, very good negotiator. He was involved yeah. in a lot of stuff. And the, what they did at the end of the day was they convinced the Russians and the Chinese to abstain. The Russians and Chinese did not vote in favor of the uh, UN resolution, but there was an, a unanimous UN resolution that went through the Security Council. Uh, quite interestingly, and perhaps ironically, Hafed al-Assad voted with the United States. Oh, yeah. uh, he had rivalries with Saddam Hussein, mm-hmm. and of course, what the United States, in theory, was upholding international law, but omitted from Bush's uh, war <laughs> record was Panama. Yep. And he's the one that put the troops into Somalia. This has yeah. always been lost yep. in the shuffle because people will remember the problems that Clinton had with uh, Adid. Yeah, that was right at the sort of pivot handoff moment where like, oh, yeah. by the way, you'll be dealing with this thing in Somalia now. I've already got us there. Here's a firecracker. Yeah. He put 25,000 troops, military troops. And William Barr, by the way, uh, wrote a memo that justified this as proper uh, uh, use of executive authority. In fact, our senator, Carl Levin, was one of the few uh, members of Congress that was consistently on national television complaining about this, that this was not proper, this was a violation of the War Powers Act, that this was done, by the way, during the lame duck session. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we've seen some lame duck mischief in uh, Wisconsin. And right here in Michigan. And right here in Michigan, though, the verdict is still open as to what Snyder's ultimately going to do. We'll see. Um, and let's remember one other omitted thing about William Barr's record. One week into Bill Clinton's presidency, there was an attack on the World Trade Center. Hmm. So the first attack, we, we were the car bomb in the basement, I think. The car bomb in the basement, it killed like eight or nine people or whatever. Two days later, William Barr, who was a holdover, in other words, Bill Clinton's attorney general had not yet been confirmed. Correct, yeah. Because Zoe Baird had the nanny problem. Right. Uh, how interesting that Donald Trump is hiring illegal immigrants at his golf courses. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> I thought this guy was above the board. You know, like, who would have thunk? Uh, Of course, he didn't hire them directly, but it demonstrates the hypocrisy of the man. Uh, But William Barr authorized the Waco raid. 
the original oh. Waco raid on David Koresh's compound. Which was another thing that sort of went awry and sort of yeah. blew up in uh, Clinton and in, in Reno's uh, hands. Yeah, and, and Reno eventually made the decision to go in uh, big, as Richard Nixon would say. Or think, big, bigly, as Trump would say. Yeah, big. <laughs> think big, Henry. You gotta think big. Gotta think outside the box. Gotta think outside the box. But to me, the Waco raid, the thing that was interesting about it was it came two days later after the World Trade Center bombing. Mm. Now, if you believe in the CIA Operation Chaos theory of government, which I do to some degree, and William Barr was behind this, this was a joint federal uh, state operation. How long it had been planned is anybody's guess. But how interesting that it wasn't done uh, when Bush was president with uh, all these shenanigans that were going on at uh, Koresh's uh, biblical compound or whatever the <laughs> yeah. heck it was. It was sort of a James Jones, Jonestown kind of operation. Something that Trump, I think, ought to think about. <laughs> the cult of personality. He needs to set up himself in an island somewhere. French Guiana. <laughs> might be in, in the cards. I mean, you got to love some of the voters. Here's a, here's a great quote from a, a voter in Wyoming uh, during the, right before the election. I love this quote. I can't really say that anything he says is true, but I trust him. <laughs> I, what? And I absolutely 100% agree that we need stronger borders, you know, and she goes into her, and she's, by the way, Hispanic. But I just find that comment, I can't really say that anything he says is true, but I trust him. He's a guy on TV who says stuff. So it's got to be true, right? I mean, for anyone who ever believed or pretended to believe that Donald Trump was anything other than a total con man. Yeah is delusional or stupid. There's no other way around that. I well, mean, that's that's what the guy is. And look at his and record. And all he is. Look at his record. I mean, like I was joking earlier, uh, GM paid the government back. Uh, that's why Mary uh, Barra, I think is her name, the uh, CEO of GM, waited well, it, for the 10-year in a way, Expiration. Trump is sort of paying some of his creditors back by all these great favors he's doing Putin. Yeah, I mean, oh, we're we're not going to continue that uh, uh, low-range nuclear missiles agreement. Uh, oh, we're going to let you have a pass on this, and oh, you killed a couple of guys and poisoned some ex-spies in England. Oh, you know, everybody does bad things. Yeah, and then of course today we see this symbolic uh, alliance at the global warming. Uh, <laughs> what a, what a great summit in Poland of all places, which is actually one of the. Uh, you know, burns more coal per capita than just about any place on the planet. Mm -hmm. But we'll leave that uh, debate for another moment. How interesting to see America allied with Russia. Shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> and the Arab monarchs of the Gulf complaining about <clears throat> the global warming efforts that are still, you know, in, in transit. And I think that a lot of countries are, are, are very seriously doing things. I think that California, by the way, is just... Told Trump to go jump in the. Uh, well, I think other states Tahoe. are beginning to jump yeah. on board that too, because as you mentioned earlier, that's a sector where the economy has a growth future. It is growing there, yeah. So uh, 
it's it's absurd not to pursue it, especially when serious experts have uh, you know boatloads of uh, documents and evidence that we got to get moving on this. Uh, there's like a ten year or it's too late sort of uh, perimeter we're looking at down the line. And the cluelessness of this voter, she's uh, photographed with her family with a cut-out picture of Donald Trump. One of the grimmest-looking Donald Trumps I've ever seen. It looks Frankenstein. Al- it looks almost like the cutout of a, of a critic of Donald Trump. Um, but, yeah, just what, what a strange week where Donald Trump would hire uh, William Barr to be the replacement attorney general when... There is all this homage going on to H.W. Bush uh, and the contrast, the needling of of Trump sitting in the front there, uh, contrasting Bush's. Oh, that front row seat was, I mean, it spoke volumes. Yeah. Just the, the weirdness of that, the body language of all concerned. <clears throat> uh, that's going to become a historically uh, significant photograph. I think so. Even the sort of, and you know... Only in the context of a Trump presidency can W be humanized with such grace. I mean, sure. previous to heretofore, he was our dumbest president our ever. Our worst president and, in American history. And the worst president, you know, just barely edging out Nixon, who was uh, diabolically criminal and paranoid, schizophrenic, and all sorts of other things, but at least sort of intellectually savvy. Certifiable. <laughs> Personality disorders right. with Nixon. But, you know, W comes across as a, a warm, kind-hearted, jovial boy. fellow who knew his limits, but uh, does the nice human thing anyway by, you know, reaching out to all those in that front row and, and bringing some levity to it. And so you're like, wow, uh, this is what we've come to. It's what we've come to. I suppose it's healthy for us, too, to, you know, allow... You know, whatever W's crimes against uh, the nation or, or humanity are, um, that's between him and his maker. You know, it doesn't do us any good to uh, withhold a grudge or anything. Allow the guy to be a flawed human being and, and smile and move on. Yeah, and it was unfortunate that Cheney was not seated next to Nosferatu. I think that would have been... Perfect. There was a moment, though, where... <laughs> where was when, Giuliani? When... <laughs> when Trump was first seated uh, and the sort of furtive handshake reached across to Michelle Obama, who just sort of said good morning as she looked right. at the floor. As she quickly um, went to her seat. Yeah, I read her lips. Good morning. Uh, but Cheney <laughs> behind looking sort of like admiringly at Trump, like I peaked too early. If, That's right. if, if I might have ruled the world together with him. <laughs> the mini me is going to make a comeback as... Uh... Donald Trump's uh, vice president in the 2020 uh, election. Well, you know, there is a vacancy available uh, very shortly in the uh, Trump inner circle. Yeah. Mike uh, Pence so- might, might make a great chief of staff, you know. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, well, always, he, yeah. he's always out there cheerleading for uh, every component of Trump's agenda. But, yeah, it was just fascinating to see Obama seated between his wife and Melania and then Bill Clinton between uh, Michelle, Michelle and, Hillary. And, and Hillary and Carter kind of down at the, Way at the, end. At the very end. <laughs> uh, even though supposedly, Car- you know, Carter actually became very good friends with Ford uh, after they mm. were both bounced out of office. So you would have thought that Carter and, uh, and uh, don't want to go there, but <laughs> yeah. 
Dana Carvey. Uh, he should have been in the front row. <laughs> really. Just to remind you, you are uh, listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Uh, do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up very shortly. Of course, the one good thing about the um, state funeral, the National Day of Mourning, whatever they were officially calling it, was it averted the government shutdown for two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kick the can down the road yet again. You know, don't don't do anybody's work. Um, of course, that might have sabotaged some lamed up stuff that Trump really was probably trying to cram through the federal government at the last second. That's all gone up in, uh, in smoke now, now that we've got real negotiations going on uh, regarding the, uh, um, the budget and all that, keeping the government open. And let's well, what, give Trump a brain damage award for his continuing claims that there was no collusion with the Russians. Uh, look, there have been points dozen, of synergy is the term that's coming out of the uh, recent Cohen indictment. Yeah, I mean, guilty pleas. Uh, it's in the double digits. These are people that met with the Russians. The claim that end of story. I don't know. I didn't have any connections or business with Russia. I don't know of anybody in my circle who did. Well, that was a lie straight up. There yeah. are f at least 14 people inner yeah. circle yeah. people with numerous continuous. So why lie if it's no big deal? And if you're going to spend, uh, you know, four years investigating Benghazi, uh, which Congress managed to do, uh, you know, sort of trying to undermine Hillary Clinton's presidency. Look, Mueller's only been in business for a year and a half. <laughs> he's just getting started. Oh, yeah. But, of course, uh, you know, I mean, I, he's getting started to some degree, but it, it's rather shocking when you read that a, a guy like Manafort would cop a plea and then continue to lie to the government like there is almost a cover-up going on as we speak involving the obstruction of justice i don't really even think Mueller's looking into the russian stuff anymore i think that's what congress has been looking at he's looking into the money the the business connections the oligarchs the money laundering all of the shady practices of Donald J. Trump. To quote Robert De Niro, he's a rat, he's a dog, he's a con man. <laughs> that was a tweet by Robert De Niro. Uh, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't wrong. Wasn't wrong. Thanks to Andrew for engineering. Uh, do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling coming up next right here on this fine station. So you're around through the... Uh... There are 54 countries in Africa, all with a distinctive musical sound that defines their lives. Village music and griot stories loaded with percussion, kora, kalam.